Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you this morning? I'm great. Good morning, Jason. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing wonderful. I had a nice holiday week here. Nice to get a day off from work, but the heat has... uh, I I could use a a few degrees lower in the temperature. Well, it it, it has been a a beautiful but horribly hot uh, week, that's for sure. Um, It's... And and I would say for some folks, we're still in the holiday week. You know, it was sort of strange having the fourth come in the middle of the week. Yep. But uh, for for an awful lot of us, we had a long weekend uh, either last week or this week, or or we've had a really nice uh, <laughs> vacation. Uh, except for the fact that it's hot. Hopefully, we'll get some relief uh, this afternoon or tomorrow. Uh, the you know the forecasts are are somewhat good for relief, but. Uh, you, you know, it, it is hot as blue blazes out there. <laughs> uh, in fact, this this week, uh, I was in uh, the parking lot. Uh, I, I was actually in the parking lot at Costco, uh, and I, I could not believe how hot it was. I thought my head was going to explode <laughs> from the, the heat because, you know, if you're out in direct sunlight— it, it beats you down. It just beats you down. I, I just hope people stay out of the uh, direct sunlight uh, for their own protection. Uh, you know, if you can find the shade or like us in this wonderful air conditioning, then we're we're okay. But uh, and of course, the other the other thing that anybody uh, would would say is that it, it it's really important to keep hydrated in this kind of weather, and that means. Drink a lot of water, and don't don't forget about your pets. You know they need a lot of water too because they're suffering the same way we are. And and truthfully, the same thing's true for our plants. You know it's it's sad to see them wilting because we haven't had any rain. And and uh, the bottom line is they need they need hydration just like we do. So it's it's the kind of thing where we need to to keep um, keep safe. That's the main thing, and that takes water. That does, and uh, you're you're exactly right that that's something that people need to be aware of and conscious of, and, well, and be smart about. Well, and it's also the kind of thing where this is the time we need to be Americans and we need to be neighborly because for those folks who don't have air conditioning or maybe they're older, we need to check on our neighbors and make sure that they're okay, uh, and if they need anything, uh, because uh, this is. Uh, you know, it's it's sad to say, but heat can be pretty dangerous, and uh, this is a time we really do need to think about each other and check on our neighbors. You're exactly right. And speaking of being a good American, Bill, you've got your seminar coming up this week, July 11th. That's Wednesday. And we talk a lot about VA benefits during the seminars. And I can't think of better Americans than our veterans. Well, no no question about it. But before we go there, I have to tell you this story because I was as as I was on the receiving end of help last week, our air conditioning Uh went out. And we thought we were going to die. That's a a terrible feeling. (laughs) Well, for us, we were saved uh, by a neighbor. Uh, I mean, uh, the bottom line is we went over to visit, not because of their air conditioning, but because we we, uh, uh, the wife had just 
uh, had some surgery and we were concerned, so we went to visit. And lo and behold, they had a window air conditioner that they weren't using. So they said, take this over there. And, and so we took it home and put it in. And it basically, we, we had our one room that was cool, but boy, did it make a difference. And uh, so those are the kind of things that can surely make a difference. Now, with that, so, uh, you know, it's uh, sometimes good deeds uh, are returned to you in, in uh, tenfold. And that certainly happened to us. And that's the way it should be. So anyway, we were very grateful for that. Um, now, uh, veterans. You know, we've just celebrated the 4th of July, and the fact of the matter is, no matter how you cut it, you know, a lot of times we just see the 4th of July as our vacation week or as a day to see fireworks and celebrate. But the bottom line is we wouldn't have a 4th of July without our veterans. And, I sh- and I'm proud to say my fellow veterans. <laughs> but uh, the, the truth is that uh, there is a huge sacrifice that people make. And uh, since I was a young man, um, you know, when actually when I turned 18, I got my draft card. <laughs> and uh, my, all my classmates got our draft cards as well. And the truth uh, is that through Vietnam, uh, we it was not a volunteer service. Uh, now, post-Vietnam, after Vietnam, uh, we've had a volunteer military. And so, um, uh, you know, we should uh, thank our veterans, whether they're volunteers or not, because every, every veteran, uh, whether it's wartime or peacetime, uh, have a huge stake in the game, uh, and, and they're true patriots. Uh, the bottom line is when, when – now, for those who went into service during a time of war, uh, unfortunately, they – or, you know, we, we need to be able to even say more about them because they knew uh, they – could um, make the ultimate sacrifice under those circumstances. Uh, But the fact of the matter is anyone who has joined the armed forces of the United States never would know when they would be called to action. Uh, And I've had lots of friends who've been called into service uh, in times that were not necessarily... um, War periods, but they certainly uh, put their their lives on the line, and and you also have to remember the families of veterans. They're sacrificing too. Um, uh, the men and women who serve are fabulous patriots and wonderful, but the families have to be patriotic too, because they have to deal with the fact that their loved one is gone for long periods of time, and they also have to worry about and pray about them every night for their safe return. Um, And that's something that the rest of us don't have to do. You know, we may have to worry about a medical emergency or something like that, but we don't have to worry about people being in harm's way. Uh, you know, maybe the, the most similar uh, circumstance are those folks who um, uh, are police officers, you know, because they can certainly put themselves in harm way. Actually, I think I feel more for the our highway patrolmen when it comes to those kind of dangers. 
uh, because those those folks are out by themselves, uh, um, you know, in lonely stretches of highway, and they don't necessarily have any support uh, very close to them. So I feel a lot more for the highway <laughs> patrol in that way. But but uh, even so. The military is where you know the other side's trying to kill you, uh, and that's uh, not a good feeling. Um, and it requires a lot of training and effort and patriotism to do it. So we need to think about um, our veterans and what they've meant. Now, with that, I want to go into the VA because the VA is our way of saying to our veterans that the American public will take care of you if you are injured or if you have issues from your military service. And the truth is that uh, as Americans, we do a piss poor job of supporting our military after they're out because the VA is it. And the bottom line is we don't do enough for our folks who have issues. And this is a horrible thing to say, but in, in terms of benefits, we actually do more um, for those families where a veteran, well, a military service member has died than we do for those who are injured. And we don't do nearly enough for those who are injured. Uh, and there are a lot of different injuries, if you, a lot of different kinds of injuries, as, as you would put it. Um, and the fact of the matter is, as large as the VA is and as bureaucratic as the VA is, it's underfunded. Uh, I mean, in other words, our, the medical systems could use an infusion of money. Uh, the benefits programs could use an infusion of money and, and better administration as well, and so could the medical side. Uh, but the bottom line is, um, and, and this is a, not a Democrat or Republican thing. This is, these folks are the reason that we have our freedom. With, without folks who are willing to put their lives on the line, we wouldn't have what we have today. Um, America would not be great without our veterans. And so it's um, – and those who serve. Uh, I shouldn't uh, – I, I don't want don't to leave out the folks who are actually uh, in service right now. And that actually also – this may surprise you, I don't know, but it includes our National Guard and our reserve forces – and for those who don't realize it, to serve in the National Guard or the reserves is almost a second full-time job. And it requires a sufficient amount of training. And what a lot of folks don't understand is our military is so small at this point that we cannot go to war or have any type of engagement without the active support of the Guard and Reserve. In other words, the Guard and Reserve are part of every contingency planning that goes on in this country. Now, there, there was a time 50 years ago that that was not true, but it's been true for many, many years. Um, and part of it is because the military has been downsized so much. Um, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say that the downsizing is good or bad. I'm just saying it's a matter of fact. And as a result, 
most people who join the Guard and Reserve actually serve on active duty for many, many months. Most most people get called into active duty to serve in these contingencies two or three times or more for a fairly long period of time. So, uh, you know, thank those folks as well because they're – they are true patriots as well, and sometimes even more so because they have far less benefits. Their families also suffer, and they they don't get um, the uh, sometimes they don't get the respect that they deserve. Quite frankly, and it's important for us to know that there's a huge contingency out there that we need to thank. There's a lot of love and respect that needs to go around in that area. You're exactly right. Well, stick around. We're going to get more into the seminar coming up, coming up this Wednesday, July 11th. It's a free seminar. We're going to tell you all about it. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We are talking about veterans and we're going to get into a discussion of VA benefits. But I want to remind everyone, Bill, that you've got your free seminar this Wednesday, July 11th. This is a great opportunity for folks to get. Uh, just incredibly valuable information for free about long-term care and the uh, financial crisis that it can cause. Well, the 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 uh, purpose of our seminar is to educate folks on what benefits are out there, and part of it that we talk about, uh, you know, the two biggest programs that we talk about are Medicaid and veterans benefits uh, that can help. We try to cover all of the, the programs that can help folks, uh, but those are the two biggies. Um, and of course, uh, for the veterans benefit side, our seminar focuses on one particular program, which uh, is a veterans program for war period veterans. Now that doesn't mean veterans who actually went to war, but those who served in the military during a time of war. And it also can cover their spouse, and it also covers their widows as well, or widowers, because we also have a number of ladies who, who serve uh, at, on active duty in the military as well. But the, the bottom line is it covers the spouses um, and widows and widowers of our service members who served during a period of, of war, as defined by the VA. And we talk about a good bit about that particular benefit. Um, and it's really important because not – now, not every vet, veteran served during a period of war on active duty, but an awful lot of them did. And so, uh, truthfully, as I speak to the everyone in this area here – not everyone can say, well, that's me, but it affects almost every family. It might not be you, but it might be your dad. It might be your mom. It might be your uncle uh, or your cousin or, or a neighbor, a friend, a, a churchgoer with you, you know, that sort of thing. But we all uh, know folks uh, who fall into this category. So the more we know about it, the better. And our seminars typically, for me, last a couple hours. And so it's uh, time well spent learning about these programs because 
it's impossible to get this information any other way. There's not a book you can read um, on these programs to actually give you accurate information. And what's unfortunate is almost everyone who thinks they know a little bit about it, un- unless they're a professional who works in these programs every day, you're probably going to get very bad advice, very bad information, because most people um, think they know a little bit, and they really don't. And they, they get a half-truth at best, and, and that's pretty bad in terms of you can't rely on that kind of advice uh, or information. You need accurate information. If you're going to make some of the most important decisions in your life, you'd better not be relying on half-truths or, you know, I think it's this way. You better know what, what it is. You better get accurate information. And our seminar is one of the very few places you can go to to get good, accurate information. So I would encourage folks to attend the seminar. And, you know, and, and professionals are welcome, too. It's not unusual for us to have attorneys or, or uh, social workers or financial advisors attend. And we're delighted. It's, it's fine. It's open to anybody who would like to come. But the families who uh, are either in crisis because of a long-term care issue with a loved one uh, or uh, – uh, or, or those who think it might be around the corner, those are the folks who really should come. And if they don't come, they're making a huge mistake. So anyway, that's that's my <laughs> that's my sermon. All right. Well, it's, it's free to attend. We do ask that you register in advance. You can do that by going to WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website, WGALaw.com. You can register for free on there, or you can give the office a call and register that way. 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. And Bill, you do uh, three seminars. You don't feed anyone, but you, you provide some invaluable information, and you do three during the day, correct? That, that's exactly right. We do one at uh, 10 o'clock, another at 2 o'clock, and then the last one at 6.30 uh, in the evening. Um, conveniently located in Raleigh at Independence Village of uh, Old Raleigh, uh, and very comfortable, and it's, it's a good location. We've enjoyed being there for the last uh, number of years. Excellent. And again, WGALaw.com is the website. You can register there for free to uh, get attend the seminar, and you can also call 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. And Bill, as we were discussing before the break, we discuss VA benefits during the seminar, and you want to d- talk about that a little bit more. Sure. Well, first of all, people need to understand that the VA is a huge bureaucracy. Okay, just huge. Falls into three divisions, two that are large, one that's relatively small. So I can start with a small one that's called the NCA as a part of the VA. And that's this basically for the cemetery. Uh, and it's very effective, very prompt. They do a fabulous job. So when a veteran dies, uh, this is the group that basically makes sure that upon contact that you get a flag and you get other benefits, death benefits, 
for veterans. Um, and uh, this is the one unit that they're, they, um, you, you don't have delays. I mean, they are terrific. They do a fabulous job. Uh, folks, uh, if they don't know who to call, can actually um, either call the uh, VA directly, or they and and they should be able to get through very quickly, or they can even go through through the North Carolina Division of Veterans Affairs, which and there we have offices uh, located in various places across the state, and that's a state agency, which might surprise folks. The North Carolina Division of Veterans Affairs. Uh, and uh, they can also help coordinate, um, uh, basically getting the benefits uh, for a, a, a deceased veteran. And that, that's, you know, it's heartwarming to know that, that at that point for the family that the VA actually steps up and does a really good job. Now, that might be where really good job ends. <laughs> and so the largest division is the VHA, and that's the health and hospital end. That's the medical side. And the VA is by far the largest health care provider in the world. So that should give you some concept of what kind of bureaucracy that you're talking about. And in most areas, the, the health care that is provided is pretty good. In some areas, it's excellent. In other areas, not so much. Uh, fortunately, in the triangle, we have a pretty good medical care, pretty good service compared. In fact, we have one of the best hospitals in the country uh, in Durham. The VA hospital is excellent. Um, uh, it, it is co-located over at Duke. So many of the Duke uh, doctors are also uh, come over to the VA side as well, which is helpful. In Raleigh, we have two clinics. A lot of folks don't realize that, um, you know, so that folks don't have to go to Durham to go see their doctor or get their medicines and, and that sort of thing. So now it's important for the public to understand that the VA does not serve every veteran, never has, never will. It basically uh, has a number of different categories where veterans are eligible to receive, but the, the, the majority of veterans who come out of service never, ever use the VA system for anything. Uh, so I, I don't want folks to think that uh, the that veterans simply take advantage of the VA. That is not true at all. So it's only those who uh, the VA um, prescribes in terms of who they serve. So clearly, uh, they serve veterans who are injured during their service, and those folks typically uh, will have a VA disability rating. Uh, and that's where it's clear that that they uh, that their military service caused injury to them that is permanent. In other words, it's going to last for the rest of their life. And uh, the VA will, in fact, serve those folks. Now, sometimes it's with co-pays and deductibles, less expensive, clearly, than the uh, private sector, but um, not free. Uh, now, there are some veterans who do receive free medical service. So who are they? Well, 
Um, those veterans who are eligible who have no means at all, in other words, means tested, very low income and assets, uh, but those who are rated 50% disabled or higher uh, get free medical service. Uh, anything and everything, totally free, no deductibles, no copays, prescriptions, the whole bit. Um, now, for those who are 70% or higher, and this is important for those families because those veterans also receive free nursing care. And this is nursing care that's contracted by the VA in every county. Um, now, it, for instance, in Wake County, that's Pruitt's. Uh, I'm not sure what it is in some of the other counties, but uh, the bottom line is they have contracts with at least one nursing home in each county. So the veteran does not have to go to the veteran's nursing home. Now, we have a good veteran's nursing home, and, and there is a, a little difference. Those are state-sponsored nursing homes for veterans. Uh, we have a great one in Fayetteville. We have a, a really uh, good one in Kinston as well. Uh, we also have them in other parts of the state. There's one in Asheville, one in Salisbury. Um, now, the one in Durham is not a long-term facility. That's a rehab facility. Um, and so, But it's important to know that there are – now, those facilities uh, potentially on a um, space-available basis can be used by any veteran. You don't have to be a war period veteran, uh, but – you know, it, it's uh, and it's private pay, but it's much less than the uh, um, uh, nursing homes uh, in this area, uh, much, much less. So that makes a, a big difference to folks. But if you're at the 70 percent level, the VA will actually pay for nursing home and you can actually stay in this area at a good nursing home. So that that's important for folks to understand. Um uh, because that's a huge benefit. Now, another benefit in the benefits area is important if a person is 100% disabled, because you might say, well, what difference does, does that make? Well, obviously, at each level, they, they receive a little bit more each month in terms of a monthly uh, tax-free uh, benefit. Um, uh, to uh, 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 to help them, but uh, the benefit there is if you're married to a veteran who is 100% disabled, and you're married for at least 10 years during that 100% disability period, then there is also a death benefit for the surviving spouse, and that's important for folks to understand as well uh, if you fall into that category. And uh, actually, because of the Agent Orange settlement, um, there are a good number of veterans who served in Vietnam and were exposed to Agent Arms, and they have maladies, if you will. Um, a number of those veterans are, in fact, 100% disabled. So I want to make sure that my friends who are Vietnam veterans uh, know that once they get to that level, um, that um, their spouse also gets benefit if if uh, if they get that 100% for um, at least 10 years. Now, 
you have to understand that some folks start out at a much lower level, you know, maybe 10 or 20 or 30 percent, and then over time their problem gets worse, so they reply to the VA for a different rating. And and then you have the Agent Orange. It took the it took America 40 years to acknowledge that they really harmed our, you know, we, we harmed them ourselves, if you will, through uh, what we uh, did with Agent Orange and some of the other agents that we uh, used uh, in the conflict. But, you know, finally, after 40 years, the government stepped up and said, yeah, we did that. Um, so those folks oftentimes are new to the Agent Orange uh, benefits. And so they may be 100 percent, but they may have just gotten their benefit rating a, a year, you know, this year or last year or the year before. Um, you know, those kind of things. So it's important for folks to understand that. And then lastly, there's there's one other benefit uh, on the benefits side, uh, which is called the Improved Pension Program. And that's what our, our uh, seminar focuses on. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that when we come back. We'll get right to that. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong. He's Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us. We are talking all about uh, Bill's seminar that's coming up on July 11th. That's this Wednesday. It's a free seminar. You can register online at wgalaw.com or give the office a call at 919-256-7000. And in particular, we're talking about one portion of the seminar that Bill goes over every week, or excuse me, every month, and that's uh, VA benefits. And Bill, you were going to talk about the pension. Well, that's right. It's, it's actually called the Improved Pension Program, although most people in the public don't hear about it as the correct name. Uh, a lot of folks think that the aid and attendance program is what they're talking about for long-term care, and actually it's not. It's the improved pension program with aid and attendance or with housebound or without either. And uh, the first thing folks need to know is it's not a pension. It is actually a long-term care reimbursement program. It's means-tested, which means that there's an income test and an asset test. Both tests are pretty complicated. So it's really important for folks to get really good information before they go down and apply for this uh, benefit. Uh, It is... Uh, a long-term care reimbursement program for those veterans and their widows and their spouses in certain circumstances when the veteran has served during a war period. So what are the war periods? Well, you clearly have World War II, and we still have some – we're still taking care of some of our World War II veterans. Uh, The Korean War, the Vietnam War – and now you have the desert war, you know, the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. So, uh, and of course, the war in Iraq and Afghanistan have been going on for many, many years. And there's, and so that war period is continuing. But uh, we have specific dates for all, all of the three earlier conflicts. 
and they're longer than what most people think. I have lots of veterans who say, well, I came in right after the war. And what they meant was came in right after the fighting stopped. But oftentimes those folks are also war period veterans. Also, there are groups, uh, particularly for World War II, that are included in this benefit program that you might not think about. Uh, and that would include the merchant marines. Uh, there are even employees with American Airlines that are, uh, uh, because of their contribution during the war, they're the employees who, uh, you know, and there are a lot of other, these little teeny subgroups that are also included in the, uh, in the World War II group. Um, and another group that a lot of folks don't realize is a uniform service of the United States is the United States Public Health Service. That's uh, even though they're not at arms, but they are uh, uniform service of the United States. So there are, uh, are some groups that people don't think about that might be included in this in this group. So, but it has to be a war period, uh, and and so um, if you now you only have to have served one day during a war period. That's important. Uh, and for those through Vietnam, they only have to have served on active duty for 90 days, which is not very long. Uh, but there's, there are some folks that went in and served for three or four or five months and then were discharged for one reason or another, not due to uh, bad service or anything like that, but just circumstances uh, meant they got to be sent home for one reason or another. So again, extremely important as it relates to um, the potential. And, and of course, the, the this money from the VA is typically not enough to pay for all the care that is needed, but it reduces the uh, bleeding, if you will, because it's so expensive. Yeah. And that is... Uh you know, any help is good in that regard. And if you think that this might touch your life in any way, or you might be entitled to some of these benefits, I want to encourage you to go to WGALaw.com, register for this Wednesday's seminar, or give Bill a call in the office, Bill's team at 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. Register, the seminar's free, and it's a great opportunity to get some valuable information. A quick break and back, you're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander reminding you about Bill's free seminar this Wednesday, July 11th. He's got three seminars, one at 10, one at Two o'clock. I always get that. Two o'clock and six thirty. Okay, correct. There, there you go. Those are the three seminars that Bill has, and you can register uh, for free at wgalaw.com or call the office at nine one nine two five six seven thousand. And Bill, we want to revisit a topic that uh, unfortunately we didn't get a, enough time to dive into last week, and that was uh, surrounding the the world of cancer and the financial impact that that can have. Uh, well, that's right, and and I basically wanted to parallel the uh, issues related to folks who suffer from cancer with our seniors and others who suffer from long-term care issues because they're very, very similar. But in the latest issue of the AARP magazine, 
there was an article that uh, was extremely good and surprising, uh, and it and it was entitled "Broke from Cancer: The Financial Side Effects of Staying Alive." Um, and, and uh, you know, the fact of the matter is, cancer touches an awful lot of folks. Uh, it's something that's scary. Um, my wife has always been scared to death of the fact that she might get cancer at some point. I thought I think a lot of women are, but my wife's mother died of cancer in her fifties, and fortunately, my wife has never had cancer, and she's still and she's in her sixties. Although I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Careful, Bill. You might get in trouble. <laughs> but the bottom line is. It's a scary topic, and for those folks who find out that they have, and I should also say her sister has had a horrible form of cancer, and her sister's daughter has had a horrible form of cancer. So cancer is something that touches almost every family in one shape or another. Uh, it, it affects my family as well. I had an aunt that died of, of cancer. Uh, my sister's children. Uh, one has had cancer. She's in her early 40s. I mean, so it's the kind of thing that's just scary, scary, scary. And of course, the fact of the matter is, is that what this article is all about is the fact that even though your health insurance covers cancer and its treatment, that there's still parts of it that are extremely expensive. Uh, now, so what's expensive? Well, the bottom line is is that typically the treatment is expensive and it is covered, but there are copays and deductibles that, uh, particularly with high deductible health plans today, are very expensive to folks. And so, can you afford those uh, copays and deductibles? Um, and then the other side of financial side effect is the fact that most people who suffer from cancer um, lose a lot of work or they become uh, to a point where they can't work at all. And of course, obviously, when you can't work, you're not making income. Uh, most people do not have disability insurance. Uh, to cover that sort of thing. And so, in essence, you suffer the financial consequences of not being able to work. Um, so, you go from having some income to having no or very little income, and so that exacerbates the situation. I mean, if you think about it, because where are you going to get the money to pay for the deductibles and the copays? And so, in essence, um, the cost of cancer, when you add in the living costs uh, of not being able to work and having to do that, plus the deductibles, copays, and all of that, can easily be $150,000 or more out of pocket. Uh, now, the other unfortunate piece for the article that was very sad was the fact that it pointed out that the folks, I mean, here's the problem. Folks might have to choose between the cost of their medicine versus eating <laughs> or paying the rent or paying the utilities. Um, that's pretty scary 
because the the bottom line is uh, cancer is not some just like long term care. It it doesn't discriminate in terms of rich or poor or or everybody in between. And um, so the bottom line is, and it's unfortunate, but the the folks who run out of money typically don't do all the treatment that they're recommended. They don't take their medicines like they should because they can't afford it. And guess what? That affects their health in a very negative way. And statistically, they're much more likely to die much sooner because of the cancer, because they can't do the treatment that they need. You know, truthfully, medical care in the United States is the best in the world if you can afford it. And if you can't afford it, then then our healthcare system falls off the charts in a bad way, and we're probably about 40th or so in the world in terms of the care that you can actually receive. And so that's where our system really does discriminate, and that's whether you can afford it or you can't afford it. And so that's really important. But I want to point out the similarities of what folks with cancer go through to long-term care issues. Now, there are young people who end up with long-term care issues. It's either because they were injured uh, as a young person. My brother would fall into that category. Uh, Or another biggie would be early Alzheimer's, which oftentimes will uh, hit people in their late 40s or early 50s, uh, sometimes even earlier. and it's a you know obviously that affects folks in the same way that cancer does with one big difference and that is long term care issues are not covered by your insurance so the bottom line is is that most issues with long term care you you have to deal with the private pay Issues and long-term care is horribly expensive. Anyone with a long-term care crisis, they're they're shocked at how expensive it is to have people to come in to help you, or the cost of long-term, you know, for assisted living care and especially nursing care. It it is way outside the ability of most families to pay it. And government assistance does not come to your aid most of the time. So you have to know when you can get it, how to get it. And that's what our seminars are all about. But the bottom line is, guess what? Most folks with long-term care issues are what? They're seniors. Well, do seniors have a bunch of income? Well, some do. But most seniors are where? They're on fixed income. Some are living solely on Social Security. Some have a pension. Some have a little other income coming in. But the bottom line is they're fixed. So they have the same problems with the cancer, but sometimes it's worse, and their costs are even higher oftentimes than the than the cancer victims. So very similar uh, in everything that they're they're talking about, but the bottom line is is that the long term care issues are not they don't even have the insurance that covers Medicare doesn't cover it either. So get, it's either private pay or government benefits. So that's why <clears throat> excuse me that's why our program is so important. It is, and you, you think about uh, the 
aspect of long-term care or cancer. And that's, that's scary enough. But to add in the financial side of things, uh, boy, you're talking about uh, a, a crisis, essentially. And, uh, man, that can really take a toll on someone uh, physically, financially. Anyway, and that's, that's a scary proposition. A quick break and back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. I want to remind you that you can uh, register for free for Bill's seminar this Wednesday, July 11th, by going online to wgalaw.com. That's wgalaw.com or call the office at 919 256 7000. 919 Two five six seven thousand. Also, want to remind you that you can catch Bill tomorrow morning on the CW twenty two at eight a.m. with his TV show Money Secrets, and Bill's got a book out by the same name. You can find that on Amazon. It's Money Secrets uh, with Bill and Mike. Uh, you can find uh, plenty of information on there. Bill, did I miss anything? Well, the parting shot would be this: There's way too many people who find that they have cancer. But the bottom line is seniors have an even scarier proposition because over half of all seniors will have a significant long-term care crisis, and that's an expensive crisis. It is. And uh, the best way to get ahead of that that I know is to register for Bill's seminar. Again, WGALaw.com or 919-256-7000. We are out of time for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you'll do it again next week here on Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a great weekend.